And he he went by a variety of different. I wish you would fuck the shuck up. Buddy just had the snippety snip. Right. I know what you're talking about. No more kiddos for you, my friend. Yeah. So they get in there and they, uh, they give the old snip to him and I'm like, so that's it. And he's like, yeah, that's it. And I'm like, did you do anything fun with it? Or he's like, I asked him if I could keep the, they cut out a piece in the middle. He said, I asked him if I could keep it, but apparently they have to take this thing and turn it into the insurance company to prove that they actually did the surgery. It's disturbing. The imagination has run wild with a collection of like <laughs> yeah. half snipped yeah. testicular. But I had a great idea. I said, man, listen, why don't you tell the doctor when he's doing it, when he's in there, switch him around. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to reverse the polarity. Just switch him around. I mean, listen, I hit the right one 65.6% more often than I hit the left one. Why not let the other one take a beating for a while? I agree with you. Just this, is, this is genius. It's like rotating your tires. Good yeah. point there, Pat. Absolutely. It's, it's like rotating your tires. I've got 40 years of mileage on old righty over here. Yeah. <laughs> An old lefty could use yeah. use a little action, too. Yeah. And uh, an old righty could use a break. I'm just saying, flip them. Yeah, just flip them. <laughs> Are you snipped? Reverse the polarity. (laughs) (laughs) It took a little while. (laughs) No way. No, I'm not either. Yeah, it's not going to happen either. I don't know. know, You're not going to, you won't go through it? First of all, I've had a couple people tell me to do it. Sure. So I'm not going to do it. Right. You don't like being told what to do. I'm with you. I hate being told what to do. Yeah. So, number one. Number two, I'm not standing in line to have somebody. Take my manhood. I knew you were going to say that. No chance. I feel that same way. I'm going to pay someone to do it. Yeah. I've been protecting these things my whole life. Yeah. I got this under control. And not letting some gangly fingered old man come close to there with a blade. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Unless he's going to switch them around. Hey, I actually, (laughs) I mean, if you could sweeten the pot or the sack, as it were. I don't disagree with this. No, I'm the same way, man. I'm like, no, I, do, I, it, it, I just feel like this is the, the last remaining parts of, of my manhood. I don't want you to change it. And look, you know, things have been going really good so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything functions as, as it's supposed to. I'm in my 40s. I don't take an ED pill. I yeah. don't need to do any of that stuff. I've got plenty of testosterone. Yeah. You know, I'm just concerned. It's like, it's like when as soon as like everything's going good, as soon as something breaks, Yep. We were talking about this morning with credit cards. Oh, yeah. Right? As soon as something goes wrong, and then it's perpetually in this like state of chaos and <laughs> breakage. And you're like, I just don't want to risk it. Yeah, man. I you know, I'm there with you. I don't understand it. Well, I think that's the other part. What don't you understand about it? I mean, it's just a surefire way of not getting your wife pregnant. Other than that. <laughs> I just can't think of a so you know ten years from now I may like change my stance on this but if if we sling another one out I mean I'm not going to be mad right I understand I and understand. I'm not going to like reduce my chances of doing that by one hundred percent you know I what I mean I think it's only ninety nine point nine percent but but nonetheless <laughs> I will say that I'll say that there is there is a component of this that it's not just your wife's response responsibility for birth control right yeah. like you should take some responsibility in that as well yeah I so i think that's where that comes from the vasectomy fair enough the big v 
Fair enough. Yeah. But, you know, I, I mean, I it takes two to tango is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what? I saw this guy. Unless you switch them around. Who knows what you would make if you switch them around? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> See what I mean? I've had nothing but righties. Yeah. I mean. What if I pop a lefty out? That's right. That that was my ticket to the bigs. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. You just got to reverse the polarity. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so what are we talking about today, man? Beats the hell out of me, man. This uh, this one went this one south like real quick. I mean, this is this is an unexpected intro. So good morning, everybody. Uh, or it is still morning. Here. Yeah. Hey, we got Pat in the room again. We do have Pat with us today. Everybody, say what's up to Pat. What's up, Pat? What's up, Pat? Hi. See, hey, hey he's here. Hi. He's here. Is he, and I think he's like basically he's institutionalized now into this setup. But I've got I got to tell you, Pat. I got to be honest with you. Is that I've heard some recent feedback that uh, the show has improved dramatically since oh. since your presence oh. here. And now I don't know if it's your if it's your production skills specifically, mm-hmm. or it's your attitude, or a mixture of both. But apparently, you put Galino and I on our best behavior. Um, oh, yeah. So we're bringing the A game now, thanks yeah. to you. So thanks, Pat. Yeah, we're throwing look, heat. we spend a lot of time at 6 a.m. keeping everything in order. It's about time someone keeps us in order. I would agree. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> and, and it, oddly enough, the the feedback was that I was like, the feedback was like, I wonder if you guys can now just concentrate on being a bunch of jerk offs versus having to worry about the sound and and production and all this other stuff. And I said, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, good form. Good yeah. form. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, Pat. Yeah. yeah big ups to you, man. So what are we talking about today? We we wanted to talk. Did you want to say something? You look like you got something Uh-oh. cooking over there, and I don't want to ask you what's on your mind because we ain't there yet. We ain't there yet, but it got stuck. I can't figure out how to get it out. Okay, but anyways, did you want to say it? No, I can't remember what it was. Okay, it's, if I remember, I'm going to say it. Just jump in. Don't even worry about it. It yeah, doesn't we'll do matter. A clean break. We can do a clean break. We have editing capabilities now as well. So I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> All right. Yep. So what's uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about. Uh, earning your stripes, earning right? Your stripes. Or earning, you know, earning your scars, the mm-hmm. ones that you have. We're talking about um, authenticity. Authenticity. It's a really, really big word right now, yeah. especially in my world, uh, in terms of like design and marketing and advertising. Is that? And I and I actually have crafted an entire speech around this that I give at the end of every presentation about, you know, your audience is starving for authenticity, and it's your responsibility to give it to them. Yeah, and to Talk to these people the way that you want to represent yourself. Like mm-hmm. you have to do it with honesty and you do it with humor and you do it with in all the ways that make you who you are. Yeah. And it's because it's what everybody, we're at a point now where it's so funny because the segue is so well into some <laughs> of the other things that we're talking about. We're in a position now where, where so much of our lives are automated yeah. and that we're, we're not talking to real human beings that people starve for an authentic connection. Yeah. And what you find out is that the more that we get this, the, the people become more responsive to this. They can pick up on it. It was easier to lie your way through life, I think, 10 years ago oh, yeah. than it is today. Yep, that's right. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, maybe the vehicles, the devices that we have in order to communicate make it easier, but I don't think so. I think I think people are more perceptive. They're more aware. They may not call you out on it, but they can tell. They can generally tell who's oh, full absolutely. of shit yeah. and who's not. And so, and another thing before I, as I cut you off again, to just, to make this a monologue (laughs) is to say that like, I'm, I am personally very much invested in being as authentic and real. And it's a, it's a process. It's a practice in being as authentic and real as I possibly can be, because I just want to know that I'm legit. 
Like in the things that I do, I may suck at it, right? Or I may not, I may not succeed the way that some some people do. But I want people at least at the end of my days when they put me in a hole or burn me or whatever the hell they're gonna do, is I want them to say, at least that guy was legit. Yeah. You know, he did the things that he said he was gonna do. He wasn't full of shit. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I was just thinking of uh, you know like mental pictures of uh, inauthenticity. Yeah, give me some. Um, a fifty thousand dollar Jeep. <laughs> what are you hiding? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you ever see those ones with You like, got a vasectomy, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know the ones that have like a scoop on the hood, yeah. a nice paint job. They've got a, a really big lift on it. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, they've never seen a speck of dirt. Right. Because they're out there washing it every day. Yeah, but you're not gonna put a fifty thousand dollar Jeep in the mud. No, because you're an idiot if you do that. Idiot. Yeah. And the other uh $300 basketball shoes. Yeah. Good one. I saw these the other day. They came out with new retro, um, new retro, <laughs> <laughs> new old stock, whatever you want to call it. Um, Jordans. Yeah. And I picked these things up. I'm like, oh, this is from back when I was a kid, you know, and I was like, oh, I'd love to have these things. Whoa. 300 bucks, man. I don't want them that bad. We well, are not going to play basketball in them. Can I, uh, can I, <laughs> can I digress for a moment and Please tell you do. a personal story about Air Jordans? Uh-huh. So I never, I never wore Air Jordans, you know, when I was like, when I was in school, when I was in middle school and high school and stuff, I mean, I wore Sambas, you know, that was my jam Converse because they were cheap. So now they're more expensive because they're popular. But, but when I was a kid, you know, my mom took us to super shoes and we got chucks, you know, but they were great. I loved them. I mean, oh, yeah. it wasn't, I didn't complain. Diodora sometimes, but for whatever reason, I think it was. I'm trying to remember when it was. I think it was ninth grade. So I was old enough to know better. I was in ninth grade and I had a hankering for a pair of Air Jordans and they oh, were yeah. like they were like red and white. I mean, they were like well, basically they were freaking clown shoes. Okay. Well, but, you see a buddy licking his thumb and cleaning them. Yeah. You're like, dude, I need some shoes that I gotta clean like I needed that. these, right? And it was, you know, it was the beginning of the school year and it was back to school shopping time and and uh, we I and it was like one of these weird moments where my dad actually went along with us yeah. to the mall and we were there and I wanted these air Jordans. my mom liked the price tag it was like $115 or whatever. She's like no freaking way. I almost broke down in tears. I might have actually broken down in tears as a ninth grader. What the hell is wrong with me? They caved and bought me these shoes, okay? The next day, I couldn't wait. You know, I'm like nervous about this because I got these Air Jordans. They're badass. Nobody else has got these Air Jordans. Put them on. And of course, like, I don't fit the rest of the mold, right? Like the rest of my clothing doesn't match the Air Jordans, right? <laughs> I've got these like skinny stonewashed jeans and a silk shirt or something. <laughs> and these Air Jordans. And like, I felt so self-conscious the entire day. Nobody said anything about them, but I felt so like awkward and, and odd. I never wore them again. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? But your digression I, is our progression. Listen, okay, because everything is for sale. Any image out there is for sale. And Jordan, by the way, has been one of the best marketing strategies of all time. Oh, I the guy doesn't Absolutely. even play basketball anymore and is still selling <laughs> shoes. I mean, they said that if there was um, if there was a dollar on the ground and he's walking down the street, it is not worth his time to bend over and pick it up. Right. Right. And like, you know, I'm sure there's there's a lot of, you know, scenarios you can use like that. Sure, but, sure. But like this image that he sold, I mean, it hit. You was a ninth grader. You're looking at these things like I gotta have them, right? And I was willing to like, I was willing to like get rid of all of my dignity 
Temper and, tantrum in the and, mall. Yeah, and throw a temper tantrum in the mall as a ninth grader. Right in front of your dad. In front of my dad. In front of the, <laughs> in front of the entire mall population to get these fucking shoes. And I got them. And then I was like, this isn't me. And like, and seriously, like to this day, I have like regret about it. Like, oh I feel like gosh. I owe my mom $150. So whatever happened to them? They just sat in the closet, man. You don't have them anymore? No, I don't have them anymore. I would yeah. love to know where those things went. I mean, I, you it's know, it's a really good question. Like, there's stuff like that that disappeared in my life. Sure. And I, I'm like, I wonder what happened. Like, I, I had a pair of Doc, Mar- uh, Doc Martin boots like yeah. that I had to have. Yeah. And um, I went back to look for them, and I'm like, they, they're just gone. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, I'd love to find out. If, yeah. You know, maybe your mom's like, well, what if? She kept them. And what if they're like in this like dark corner of her house and she's like, one day Jeff, Jeff's kids are going to ask him for something and he's going to say no and I'm going to send these to him in the mail <laughs> just to remind him. And good on her if she does it. Like, kudos to you, mom. Can you imagine waiting all yeah. those years oh, just to play that prank? I just love it. I love it. It's totally worth it. But you're right though. It does It does talk about what we wanted to talk about today and that is like, it, it, it was clear that, that, that the, the money that was spent, even though it wasn't my money, was could not uh, buy my happiness. It couldn't make me any different than what I was the day before I bought them or my mom and dad bought them, yeah. right? I mean, I was still the same person and I was just in funny clothes. Oh, yeah. And I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't. And, and, and it wasn't that somebody picked on me about it or made fun of me or beat me up or whatever. I just felt like I wasn't me. Oh, yeah, man. You know? So... You know, this is, and we see this, we see this a lot. I think this is, uh, we talk about this because, because we're so, because we tie everything into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you know, this, it's a very, it's a very easy, um, uh, segue into like, are you a legit, whatever belt you are? Yeah. Right. And we, the nice thing about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is that it's pretty easy to tell. Yeah. Right. Because we don't have a lot of belts. So for, for our listeners that, that aren't practitioners, as adults, there's only white, blue, purple, brown, and black, and that's the, and it takes an average of ten years to get your black belt or whatever. So I mean, that's a that's a big time span between a few belts. I mean, scattered throughout. So oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's not difficult uh, when you run into. And of course, there's varying degrees of each belt. Like some people are better purple belts, or you know, whatever. But but on average, you can generally tell just from their technical knowledge or their understanding while rolling. Even you and I, we get to the point now where we can pretty much tell by grips. Oh yeah, you know where you stand. You know, yeah, it's so funny because um, you know, like think about if you spent two years doing something. I don't know, like slap fighting, <laughs> <laughs> just standing across the counter from somebody and slapping each other in the face. After two years, you'd know pretty darn well that not whether that person is a good slap fighter. Their face would look pretty stupid, right? Yeah, and they could probably slap pretty daggone hard, hit you right in the ear every time. Yeah. Yeah, like we don't get to prove that in in like any sort of public space. Like it's really only like you know between you and a buddy, and it's like hopefully you get to prove it. Like when your coach is watching, <laughs> like if somebody picks up on it. You're right. Yeah. Like, did you see that move? No, I was over here watching. The, you know, sorry, I didn't see. I hope you do it again. Right. Yeah. That opportunity never come back. It never comes back. And I think it's uh, it's it, you know in terms of like. In terms of like how we how we sort of communicate with one another and how we sort of traverse this, um, you know, I think that the the authenticity side of things isn't as detrimental for others as it is for yourself. I think right. is the point that we're yeah. trying to make is that is that all the things that you've learned and done for yourself, I mean, is for you, and it's it really does dictate the your future. 
and and the the point I want to make with that is is simply this: is that I can, if you are somebody that that talks a lot of shit, mm-hmm. right, but doesn't back it up, right? I don't. I mean, that specific situation, I'll say, yeah, you're you're a shit talker or whatever. But I can I can get pretty close to what your actual life is like for everything else. <laughs> yeah. Right? right. So failed relationships, uh, you know, can't keep a job, like, you know, like, and you would tell me these things and I'd be like, I, I sort of figured that out. Right. Yeah, so skirt, skirting the line of right and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, and we always, we run into these, like we run into these scenarios all the time because, because there's always, uh, no matter what the story is, there's always a pool of experts. And I put that in quotes that, that come out of the woodworks that want to talk about, you know, the things that they seen or done or, you know, that they know I'm knowledgeable about this because I, you know, and, uh, and it's funny because I would say that 90% of them are full of shit. <laughs> you, you can tell. And the guy, the guy or the gal that, that's kind of quiet and just sitting there, you're like, that's the person I want to talk to. Yeah. Right. So they don't yeah. feel the need to have to like shoot their mouth off. Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny because, uh, it's, I think what everybody's after is, um, a sense of reality that they they can grasp onto, right? Like, for example, uh, people come in all the time, and and you know they're self proclaimed yogis and all kind of stuff, right? Whatever, yeah, no problem. Like, so you do yoga, that's good, good on you. But the people with with real peace just have a quietness about them, right? Right. Like they, they don't have to like you know, hey, what's up, dude? Namaste, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true so it's it brings into question and like maybe this is maybe this is hot water we put ourselves into i don't know but it's almost like when you are when you are when you're lifestyling it right and you're you're like i don't know i'm not quite sure i believe this (laughs) 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 like and my wife and i talk about this a lot too are you the type of person that is doing it because you want to do it or are you doing it because you want to say that you did it? Right, 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 right. But I find that a lot of those people turn into instructors. You know, Ooh. a lot of those people turn into or go into positions of authority. Look at middle management across America. Oh, it's filled with people that have never been there and never done it and they're telling you how to do it. You yeah. know, and, and their, own, their only fear is that they um they they may be found out. But and is that and that is that the prime motivator? I, I I would argue that maybe you're right. Is it is everything that they've done at this point based on fear? And is it because they ended up lying once or you know fudging the truth a little bit, and then you end up lying about the lies that you lied about, and then you end up in a position where it's so overwhelming, yeah, and, and that you just can't get out of it. So you have no other choice but to stay the course and and be this this fake persona or this fake person. Yeah. You know, but, you know, that's why in, in jujitsu, you know, one of the big things is, uh, an instructor that rolls. This is a good one. You know what I mean? Like you can't, this just, is an important story to talk. You preach. can't just like pop up on the mat, preach, you know, teach a technique and then go and sit along the wall while everybody trains, you know? Right. Like if you're not jumping in there and, and showing everybody that this stuff works, like you just, I mean, well, you risk losing, any sort of respect, but you become less. You're not. You're not sharpening yourself. You're not growing. You know, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you just you, if you're not driving, you you're you're falling behind. You know, that's true. And it, and it's and this I think this is what happens in a lot of cases. We were just talking about this this morning with some of our other students. Is that in our and especially in our sport, like 
it is, it's a long time. I mean, that's a lot of time to put on a mat, to be teaching technique, to be rolling with students, to be competing and doing all these things. And for a lot of people, it's not their full-time job. Yeah. They have families, they got work to do. They've got, so when you see an instructor whose full-time job is not to be an instructor, not that, not to take away from full-time instructors, cause that's a lot of fucking work too. But, yeah. but, but like these people are putting, dedicating their time, their extra time, their spare time to do this stuff. I can understand that like at a certain point in your, in your jujitsu career, you're kind of like, meh, I've done this. Right. You know, I'm, I'm ready to just like step back and, you know, I'll show up to a couple classes. I'll go to the seminars, get my bell promotions or whatever. But the problem with it, of course, is that if you don't use it, you lose it, mm. and you could tell, right? And uh, and I and I've heard a lot of I've heard a lot of guys that come back after you know an extended time off, you know, they're at a certain level, and they're like, oh man, I mean, yeah. I should have never taken this time off. Well, yeah, and then but, then it's the fear that like you know you can't. Well, get this back is what happens, up. right? Exactly, and th- exactly what we just talked about, and so you start like making excuses why you can't <laughs> roll, or you know this that you know, this injury that injury. You know, I used to be really good. You start talking like that you know you're fucked like uncle rico yeah uncle rico bet you i could <laughs> throw this football over that mountain <laughs> watch this napoleon <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're you're uncle rico absolutely yeah that and i think that's that epitomizes this this situation you you and i and i and i and for for those of us that are you know for our new students and people that are interested in brazilian jiu-jitsu just getting it it is a it is a telltale sign and don't get me wrong there i'm you might go to a gym and there's a black belt instructor there who recently suffered an injury and is like not rolling with new students and it's totally okay that's legit but if you go to, and I can speak from personal experience in this, if you go to an academy or gym or whatever, whether it's mixed martial arts or whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, boxing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and the, the coach or your main instructor does not uh, participate in sparring or rolling or it's a red flag. Yeah, and well, that's not to say that's not to say there aren't old guys that are like still teaching boxing and they're not getting and they're mixing it up. Yeah. That's totally okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. But you know. And also, like, don't get, don't get it like mistaken, right? Like, there, there's a legitimate reason that lead instructors, you know, high level jujitsu practitioners, that don't roll with spazoids. Yeah, they don't. Right. Like that, that is not their fault. Right. They're gonna wait till you're a little bit tempered. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you show, you know, a good example, um, you know, one of our uh, head black belts, Greg Anderson, holds a uh, an instructor's role. And um, you'll see most of our upper belts there rolling on sure. a regular basis, and you know they're mixing it up. They're staying in for all twenty rounds or however long yeah. it takes. And, yeah. You know, what, they're not sitting around the edge being like, "No, no, I'd fix that," or "I'd," you know, no. He he's in there. Sometimes, you know, if you ask him, sometimes you know, it sucks for him because everybody's chasing his tail right of course you know and and so you know the higher you get the harder you work but one thing you won't see greg doing is mixing it up with like a thousand white belts in a day because you know the the odds are not in your favor i mean you're they're they're going to break you sure and and it's out of ignorance not out of you know skill or strength right right or or maybe a combination of strength and ignorance but you know right oh i i'm gonna have to digress just for a moment again speaking of greg and that is uh and i i can't speak to whether i think he he 
pretty much rolls with everybody. He's but he he's at a point now. We have several other black belts that are like this too. That they're at a point where they're like they're they're very selective about who they roll with, you know. They're and, and rightly so. But I will say this: I I was uh, I rolled with him on Saturday in our crew. We had a good we had a good crew on Saturday. And uh, Greg, you're still my hero. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I mean, you guys, you guys, like we take it for granted that we have these that we have this uh, incredibly talented pool of instructors and uh, and black belts and and you. You know, you start to forget, you know, sometimes just like, yeah. you know, why you're following them around and trying to learn from them. And then you take a moment to watch them roll and you're like, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> totally forgot about how good you are. <laughs> no, it's true. You know, yeah. and um, it, there's like, uh, you know, like when you were a kid and you'd wrestle with your old man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you start to feel like you're winning and you're like, ha, I got him now. And boom, old man strength would come out. Right. And he oh, would, yeah. He'd clean your clock. Sure. And uh, middle age rage. There's just kind it. of a little bit of that dad strength, you know. Yeah. And there's just a little bit of that going on with Greg. You know, it's like, yeah, you're playing around. It's like, oh, everything's cool. Like, oh, I get the sweep. Oh, Greg, you put him in a little bit of a dangerous spot. And he's like, that's enough. <laughs> be enough of that. That'll be enough of that. That's you know, and, <laughs> <laughs> you get the old mama bear push you out yeah, of the tree like, kind of thing. Uh, like, uh, okay, uh, I get it. I get yeah, it. I get yeah, it. I'm done. Yeah. All bad. But anyway, yeah. So, and I apologize for the digression on that one. But, but yeah, I, I, and I would say that, um, you know, but what we were really talking about though is that if you've got if you if you find yourself in a situation where people are doing a lot of talking but not a lot of showing, yeah, then you're you, you know it's. Well, I love your digressions because they lead to progressions. That's good. Show me, <laughs> you show you show me the way, man. <laughs> but you know, if you talk about Greg, right? Um, you know, there's an image out on the internet that we see every once in a while pop up, and a lot of times, and you know, in reference to jujitsu, it'll show this lion this male lion and i mean he's tattered man he's like got cuts across his face and missing chunks of fur and you know i mean not saying that greg looks like that <laughs> but what i'm saying is <laughs> like his game is like that you know like he's his game is built off of like you know i i, I got caught here and you know i got a chunk yeah. taken out there and you know one grazed me here you know, i mean you know he, he's built this game off of loss yeah of course and, and, and out of all does. this loss and, and all of this like trial and you know has come up and built this game that is i mean it, for someone who doesn't compete on a regular basis you know he epitomizes this style of jujitsu that's just functional realistic yeah and it's usable, you know, it's, it's not points based. It's just like, no, I mean, I'll kill you. Right. And he, like, he's the kind of guy, and we have, we have a couple of instructors that are like this, but he's the kind of guy that when he walks in a room, you're like, he's mm-hmm. that guy. I wouldn't, I don't want to mess with that guy. <laughs> he, yeah. he just walks like he's a fighter. Right. Well, and, and what but, we're talking about today is like, that's what we want to be. Right. Like we don't want to be the $50,000 Jeep that rolls into the room. Like we had, we had a student recently um, roll into the room without his shirt on. And you know, if, if he's listening, it's not a big deal, but he hasn't done it since. And and I'm assuming because you know you, when you come into a gym without a shirt on, especially our type of gym, in a way that's kind of posturing, sure. right? Like you got a bunch of fighters in there, and you roll in like with your guns out, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's on!" It's like that. <laughs> and, and you know, I know he didn't he didn't mean anything by no, it. No, he was just a not. new student, and um, probably you know ran to the gym or whatever, and just came in all sweaty, looking hot. But. Uh, <laughs> But you know, he came in like that, like like that's in a way. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like like, you can look tough coming in. You can look beefed up. 
but sometimes like what we what we hope to be is that like old tattered old jeep you know it's like right you don't have to talk about it i mean you like it's show yeah show and prove time and that's the and that you you just you just said it beautifully and that's the thing is that is that in each one of those and that goes for every single one of our students from white belt the whole way up through black belt is that is that every every bruise every because we talk about injuries a lot like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of like because when you get older you just don't recover as well and you're in a combat sport so this is comes with the the territory but i would i would argue that you should start looking at those things as as um you know your your stripes you know we put literal stripes on your belt as you make progress and you've earned those but all the other injuries all the other lessons you've learned the hard way those are yours too you've earned those yeah and and you know keep them it's the personification of what we said we we would rather live on our feet than die on our knees like that's the image of us living on our feet right exactly just the way it's gonna be right and you can't make it more real than it is because you've been there yeah and and that's and it's just for you and other people will admire that you know you don't have to talk about it you don't have to brag about it yeah you know because i just like when i see when i if i look at a guy like greg I know. I don't have to say anything to him. I already know. Yeah. Right? You, you you go to the grocery store and some guy like calls you out because you got cauliflower ear. He yeah. knows. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but but here's the problem you know? with that. I was thinking about that. Like with jujitsu, even the outward appearance is becoming less and less and less an indicator of authenticity. That's true. That's true. Uh, so there's a, a video that came out of some guys over in Russia that wanted you know, to have the banged up ears to look like they were legit. And here we go again. Here we go again. And they were, they were, they were putting their ear on a log and smacking their ear with a water bottle to, to basically, you know, cause the destruction, the destruction of that cartilage. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the subsequent healing and thickening, which ultimately leads to somebody that looked like they spent some time on the mat, but you didn't. You know, it'd be great <laughs> is if you talk to one of those guys and he's like, no, I just smacked my ear with a bottle. And a piece of wood. <laughs> then I'd be like, oh, that's legit. Like, I mean, like, wow, I'd be like, that's hardcore, man. Why would you do that? You know, oh, my God. but here's the Evian. bad news. Evian. <laughs> <laughs> they say it's good for you, but I have to argue otherwise. <laughs> they should have got some smart water because that's stupid. Because <laughs> here's the thing, like, it doesn't even like really look that good it's just like if you're in the community you know what it means and like we think it looks good but my wife promised to divorce me if that uh, ever I, happened. right oh no i did there's plenty i got plenty of friends <laughs> plenty of guys that grapple they're like their wives are like uh-uh i ain't down with that you yeah know? oh my gosh yeah and my and, and i and my wife does you know lament she you know she mourns the loss of my my ears the shape of my ears that they used to be soft and now they're not you know I mean, yeah Sorry, baby. You know what? Listen, I know she ranks up really high, but we're talking about one opinion about the 400 opinions at the gym. You know, (laughs) we win some, we lose some. (laughs) (laughs) My apologies to your wife. (laughs) Sorry, baby. (laughs) Popular opinion is spoken. (laughs) Oh, man. There's only one that counts, though. There's only one that counts. That's true. So yeah, I think I think what we're talking about is earning your stripes, you know, and and it takes time. And I think the cool part is like you know, Pat, you've you're what maybe six months in now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we got Pat six months in, and um, let's just say Pat's getting a little anxious to uh, to progress. 
well, that's that's the time. Like, fight that urge because you know, you know, here we are, like, just on the cusp of like getting to that point where we're going to be eligible for a black belt. Fight the urge, you know. Yeah. Wait, wait till the, it's given. This is. I can't believe you said this because I just talked about this this Stop morning. Pointing at me. I can't help it because you were just like you're on point today. <laughs> when it's time to rock a funky joint, you're on point. Oh yeah. When it's time to rock a funky jam. You're the man. I'd love to be. Yeah, you're just you're just on it, man. So anyway, <laughs> I was just talking about this with with my wife this morning, and that is is that is that is the thing, guys. Listen, if you take anything away from this episode about authenticity and about being real, take this, and that is you want that desire, right? You want you want to be impatient, but you have to deploy the most patience yeah. at that moment, and because what that does is it it, it keeps you hungry. Yeah, you know, like oh, don't absolutely. don't like you. You ever been? You ever been like super hungry, and then you go and you eat the snacks out of the cabinet. You know, you eat, you eat the entire week's worth of you know Cheetos in one sitting, and the next day, nope, <laughs> nope, never happened. <laughs> and then the next day, you're like, damn it, I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> yeah, right? so don't don't like it's like peeking at your Christmas gifts before Christmas. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and so I there's like this. Um, you guys have seen the movie three three hundred. Yeah. All right, so these guys go to the front line, right? And they go through these like hellish battles, and ultimately they all died, right? At the at this battle. Where's this going? <laughs> well, where where it's going is this: like, like let, let's say you're in a battle of a similar situation. You know, you get all armored up and you walk out of the kingdom and you're going out to battle. If you come home early, no one accepts you. You'll probably be killed, right? <laughs> like, but but even if you lose on the battlefield, like win or lose. And you're one of the remaining people that that dragged their shield and their sword back into the castle. Yeah. You're welcomed in, right? Right. So like you've you've earned this part. Like you're 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 battle tested. Now sure. you're, you're granted entry into the city. Right. But you come back early, you're gonna get killed. Right. That you're not granted entry. <laughs> you know you left your people on the field. You're not legit. You're not authentic. Right. Right. So it's only those who stick through the fight that that come back. That's right. You know, and and they're, you're granted entrance. That's right. I mean, we just we, we just promoted um, uh, Foglia to, to brown belt. No more is this evident than in this situation where as soon as somebody puts a brown belt around that guy's waist, there is a collective cheer going across the gym sure. of every guy going, "Yeah, like freaking a man! Yeah. Thank God! Yeah, because yeah. this guy." And you you have to take <laughs> that was enthusiastic. I I, would, I take that 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 you know your 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 wins are your wins. You should accept those. Your losses are your losses. They're yeah. nobody else's. Accept them. That just it's just part of of learning. The fact is, again, for the sixth episode in a row, it's not who's best. It's who's left, suckers. Yeah. Like we're gonna keep preaching this until you guys understand what we're saying and start focusing on those on those those aspects of things. Like yeah. the fact that you're still here says something to me. Yep. Anyway, I don't know that my opinion matters much to you all, but like the fact that you still show up, that you're still here, that you're still doing this stuff means something to me. Yeah. You know, because I admire you. You know, I look at that with admiration. Do you so. know what I respect? What's that? 31 episodes of this podcast and not one nose whistle has been reported. <laughs> Did you realize that? I, I had it until just now, but you're absolutely right. I'm just saying, not one nose whistle. I'm going, it's going to end up. Do you ever happening. have someone sitting next to you with a nose whistle? <laughs> That's the worst, especially in an airplane. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, will you go pick your nose or blow it or something? Like, do something about that. Yeah, that sucker's like singing away. <laughs> hey, uh, let's talk about what's on our mind. The gasping at the beginning is the best part. Because <laughs> you know they're a mouth breather. Because oh, yeah. they can't breathe through their nose, is why it's whistling. <laughs> <laughs> mouth breathers there's so many of them too when you're walking around you know in public you're just like oh my goodness i like they, they'll also be the t- same type of people that will stand there with their mouth open while they're talking to you and i just look in there and i'm like i could dive right in there <laughs> it's like they have a yawn stuck in their mouth <laughs> yeah, well, like you can get this out man just do it <laughs> that's i, I mean, told you that's why i trimmed my beard because it was weighing my chin down that's right it was becoming a heavy. mouth breather <laughs> <laughs> So what's on your mind there, Chief? So I've got a conspiracy theory for us today. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't I wait for these. it. So um, there's a, a website that's called thispersondoesnotexist.com. And they're taking AI images, right? So they've, they've basically dumped enough images into this AI that it's spitting out its own images now. It's recreating pictures of people that don't actually exist. Maybe we can pull this up on uh, online while we're talking. Here. Yeah, we've got Pat. He's he's on it. But here's where the conspiracy comes in. Yeah. And these things are so realistic that you can't tell the difference. They look like real people. They're children. They're old people. They're young people, men, women. And they're so realistic. But now what they're starting to, to do is they can take anywhere up to, or if you give them up to two minutes or more of your voice... They can replicate that and put it on the lips of this AI picture and cause it to speak, <laughs> which is insanity. It is insane. So when this website, you click it. Look at this. Look at that person. Yeah. So when you click it, it'll just ge- it'll continuously generate people who've never existed, and they're just so realistic. So you know, my my mind goes immediately to the news. Right? Sure. Like, imagine this. Donald Trump says something stupid, which never happens. I don't have to actually imagine that. Well, uh, and and here's the thing. It's probably AI. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably AI. (laughs) They've just generated his face and put his voice to it, you know? Do you think that his entire existence is AI? Yeah. He's probably still working on real estate. Yeah, because it lets, he was a boss at that. But I mean, but think about you know the implications of this on a realistic level, um, where you could put something like that to somebody's face who has that much power, and you could cause world problems it, very well, simply. It, it, right, you say like instantly. Yeah. And so I think that's probably the that's probably what the issue is, right? And especially in terms of like we're coming up on an election year, yeah. And that, that I'm sure this is actually, and, and we're not as we're not as um, well read as we should be, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if that's actually a major issue right now for America. Yeah. You know, the concern over whether or not you're actually interacting with with a real person, yeah. And it's just I mean, too hard to tell. Yeah, and you know, you talk about photoshopping. Sometimes photoshopping can look so real if somebody's actually talented at it. But, yeah. but now we're talking about something can that can learn, That's do right. it on its own, replicate something. So now you just plug in the the agenda, whatever that agenda is. Um, you know that the Earth is actually round. That. <laughs> 
which is total yeah, bullshit. You get people starting to believe it. We know this is not true. No, I mean everybody knows the Earth's flat. So yeah. you know, but what if like Neil Armstrong or Buzz Aldrin? Which ones are they both still alive? No, uh, no. You guys suck. It's maybe. maybe. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Maybe See? they never existed to begin with. <laughs> but someone who knows who's like been to outer space and could see the Earth from there. I mean, what if he goes? Oh no, it's round. Yeah, and you're like, now we have to believe him because he was actually up there. But it's not true. It's not true. It looks flat when you're out there. <laughs> but you have some experience with this. You've got some phone I do. calls. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, so everybody, I'm sure, can re- remember, like, you know, getting, um, you know, marketing calls at all hours of the day and night, right? And then you they came out with a no-call list, and you got on the no-call list, and they, they reduced, you know, exponentially. But you'd still get a, an occasion. Well, they ramped them up again because they found a loophole, and in that loophole is robocalls. And oh, I've been yeah. getting, I get them, I get them all day long. You're crushed with them. I get crushed with them. And and they come from, they, they mimic numbers that are local to you. So they look like they would be something familiar, you know, and, and I pick it up all the time. And one of the, one of the, the funny thing is like, usually like robocalls that come in and it's like, you can tell it's a robot, you know, it's yeah. like, all right, this, you know, and you're like, oh, I'm hang this up. <laughs> um, Cause they, they break right into the pitch, right? Oh, yeah. Like if you're looking for low cost, you know. I'm like, no, I, I didn't get a vasectomy, so I don't need any ED pills. I'm good to go. <laughs> so, but the latest one I got was like, it was a human voice. Oh yeah. And, it, and I answered the phone cause it, it came from a number that looked like it could have been one of my clients guy or, or girl. Whatever. It was a guy. All right. And I answered the phone I'm like, and I, the same way that I always answer the phone. Hello, this is Jeff. And it's like, hi, this is Rob from, you know, blah, blah, blah. How are you today? I'm like, I'm good, Rob. How are you? And then it was like, click. And it was like, I'm great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> it's protocol was right. computing. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, yeah, because remember back in the day when you would hear it, you would hear it go, and then it would come up with an, it would come up with an answer. They're like, boy, we got to get rid of that. Yeah, exactly. This is it's killing a, it. It's a total tell. <laughs> now there's like a there's like a it's like a click. It's not like a, it's not an audible click. It's like a it's like a break in the yeah. you know in the uh, sort of just the air. Like it's just like it is. It's like a pause, but there's also you can hear kind of like a pop, like it's thinking or yeah. whatever. It's like I'm great, Jeff. Thank. Thanks for asking. How are you today? Yeah. And it uses your name, right? So this right. is like, but this it's a robocall. You know, you're like, okay. You know. <laughs> now you have a solution to this problem. What is this? You like to ask him questions? Oh yeah, weird questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they'll, they'll they'll you know, hello Jeff. This is so and so, and you've been selected to you know blah blah blah. Um, so how's your day today? And I'm like, good man. How's your spaghetti? <laughs> awesome great man well (laughs) so they start talking back and you're like yeah hang it up yeah so but i get this one all the time um it's uh uh, mr galino this is uh so and so from northern york county schools your son is in the principal's office again i'm like (laughs) no call list jeez i know what you're trying to do you're not gonna sell me That's great because I'm imagining exactly what I'm imagining is you like just like ripping off all these like one liners to try and confuse <laughs> these robocalls until you get an actual call from somebody that matters. <laughs> yeah. And you're all like, oh, great, Barbara. You know, I was sleeping with your mom last night and she's like, I'm sorry. Excuse I'm, me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Barbara, not Kyle. <laughs> In which case, I mean, just about everybody can say that. <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. This is terrible. All right, so I got one for you today. Okay. 
So um, this is going to be marry, flush, or kill. Okay. All right. I changed the F word. So we're going to do marry, flush, and kill. Okay. Marry, flush, or kill. Because this program's rated G. Tupac, the Fugees, or Eminem. Oh, oh, okay. So, so I have to pick which one I would flush, which one I would marry, and which one I would do what to? Kill. 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 Flush, marry, or kill. This is too complicated for me. Is uh, it? Well, Tupac's already dead, so. Well, is we're, 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 yeah, see? Or is he? See what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I would flush. I would flush the the Fugees. Would you? I would. Uh, I would. Um, I would marry Tupac because because I have a lot of questions. And then <laughs> I would kill Eminem. I mean, yeah. The, I mean, yeah. he's like that for you. He just had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Pat? Where are you at? I think the same. Really? Yeah. Really? Is that right? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Nice. I mean, Lauren Hill. I mean, there's nothing. She's kooky. Yeah, that's, that could. And be. I didn't like. I didn't cause any harm to her. I just flushed her. Yeah. Just flushed. Just flushed. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. But but like flushing for me, like killing is like. Tupac has been putting out better music than the Fugees since their breakups. Yeah, and he's dead. And he's been dead. Yeah, I, I think I would flip the last two. I think I'd also marry Tupac. Okay. Um, I think I would flush Eminem. Okay. And I, because I think I think it's garbage. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then kill the Fugees. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Lauren Hill. Yeah. What's well, it's funny because I, you know, I I pulled up some old stuff and um, I haven't listened to e- either three of those. And you know, it's funny when you're talking about like some of this, like what is this late '90s rappers? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe early 2000s. Some of sure. it. Um. Man, it sounded way better back then. Yeah, you were in a different place. I think that's what it was. Like, I was trying to put, oh, especially the Tupac, right? Like, way back, I don't know, maybe I was like that, like, average suburban white kid who thought he had a little bit of, like, gangster going on. (laughs) (laughs) But I identified with zero of what Tupac was going through in his life. And obviously what all of his lyrics are about. But then on, then again, now you have Eminem, and I, I think I identify with a lot of what Eminem was going through, except for the Eight Mile and all that like getting beat up stuff. But you know, <laughs> he was a, a white kid trying to get by. <laughs> and he lived at home in a trailer. Galena's like, that's so me. I'm just a white kid trying to get by. <laughs> but then you have like I'm just the a Fugees. white kid trying to make it. <laughs> I'm listening to like the Fugees, and I'm like, man, some of your stuff sounds like really gangster, but it's it sounds too like sweet and like melodic. Mm-hmm. To be gangsters, so yeah. kill it. Yeah, just kill it. Kill I understand. It. That was a fascinating <laughs> exposition. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. might get in trouble for all this. I probably. Yeah, I don't cares. care. <laughs> what's on your mind? You don't want to know what's on my mind. <laughs> well, my, what's on my mind? I've got I've got a couple things that are on my mind. One of them is having to urinate. Ooh. So I'm going to try and be as brief about this as possible, okay? Because I've yeah. been drinking coffee all morning and and I have not taken the time to use the restroom. Yeah. With that said, my sprinklers just turned on in the yard. Yeah. With that said, I'm overjoyed that I don't have to pay any euro to use the bathroom here. Hey. That it's free. So that is awesome. Yeah. 
So <clears throat> what's on my mind? I've got a couple things that are on my mind. Um, first, the first one is more kind of like a sentimental journey. Are you ready for a sentimental journey? Yep. So yesterday was Father's Day. Okay, so happy Father's Day to all you fathers, Mr. Galeno. You as well. Thank you, sir. We got this guy over here with all his fur babies. Cat dads. <laughs> Cat, dad. Cat dads matter. Cat dads matter. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah, I am, I am going to get I'm gonna get a lot of trouble for that one. So, um, yeah, so it was Father's Day. And, of course, this was the, the first Father's Day that I've had without my dad, yeah. right? And, you know, I wasn't uh, I wasn't too broken up about it necessarily. I mean, I, I've i been a dad for 18 years. So, I mean, that's, like, that's, you know, I've sort of, and I never really, like, you know, I, we celebrated Father's Day, but it wasn't like Father's Day was our big day or whatever, yeah. right? But today is, would have been my folks' 47th wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah. And that one, that one crushed me, yeah. you know? And I, so I just wanted to give a shout out to my mom. Yeah. Because she's a dynamic lady, and I just wanted her to know that I was thinking of her. Yeah, so, go mom. So... And uh, and that you got a you got a, a nation of uh, of killing machines that are supporting you right now. So I just yeah, want to let you know that I love you and and, and Pat. And me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was that's definitely on my mind. So just a vulnerable moment. No, it's, I love it's, that. It's definitely on my mind. So I'm, I'm thinking about those, thinking about that, thinking about my mom and thinking about uh, their their anniversary. Because man, whew, those guys, those guys taught me how to love. Yeah, one hundred percent. So kick ass. Um, yeah, it's funny when we look back on um, who taught us, you know, some of the most important things in life, which are, you know, how to be happy, rich. Yeah, you know, those types of things. You know, in in the truest senses. Right. You know, uh, it's it's hard not to celebrate that. You know, forty seven years. Yeah. is a very long time. Yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah. Yep, it is. It's, we actually celebrated my uh, my in laws' forty fifth wedding anniversary. Did you this past weekend? Okay, and um, you know it's the same thing. You look around, and you look around at the family, and um, you know you start to to look at how two people doing something every day consistently, right? And and just boom, 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 right? Living it out can have an impact on such a broad group of people, you know, right. Maybe 20 some people there. Exactly. That's awesome. man. Yeah. And so much more than that. So I mean, I want to be able to look at my mom and say, look yeah. what you guys have built. Yeah. You, you've built an empire mm -hmm. and it was an empire based on all the best things in life. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like loyalty and love and, and compassion and, you know, all these things in, in friendship, you know, so it's kind of, it's kind of a cool thing. So, uh, you know, while, I, you know, while I mourn the loss of, of my dad for my mom today on their, on their anniversary, I hope she takes some solace in knowing that you, that this, this loss was not in vain, right? That's you right. guys have built a beautiful empire that is going to continue on through myself and my children and my children's children, you know, and so on and so forth. So, you know, yeah, that's cool stuff. Fucking a. So um, beautiful. Um, the other thing that's on my mind is not so is not so pleasant. Do you want to hear it or should I just leave it? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's pretty. It's well, pretty, since you teed it up that way, yeah. yep. <laughs> it is a pretty. Since we're doing like salacious like topics today, we might as well get into this. But uh, somebody else that's on my mind is is uh, one of our instructors and the owners of the uh, owners of Harrisburg Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and Judo, and that's Mr. David Brogan. And I wanted to take a moment to shout out to to David because uh, as I just said that Greg's one of my heroes, but you know, David, you know, you're one of my heroes too. 
and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, we had a we had an incident, and I, I don't know how much detail I should go into since it's a sort of a public forum here, and I'll just try and you know try and keep things discreet to a to a degree. But we had a former student, uh, and I say former as in a couple of years ago, um, who went off. This guy is a piece of shit, and at any rate, and that's just my personal opinion. You might know him differently, uh, and good on you. You're wrong, but good on you. <laughs> But this is a guy, this is a guy that like, there's something wrong with him, uh, from the, from the get go, but he is somebody that awarded himself a purple belt after <laughs> being denied promotion for a variety of reasons, not least of which, cause your jujitsu did not meet the requirements for a purple belt level. He gave himself a purple belt and opened his own gym. Okay. Nice. And uh, yeah, super cool. Right. Well, he should have listened to this podcast. He probably should have a little late now because here just this past weekend, he got arrested for having sex with a 13 year old. And this is somebody that he had solicited on uh, Tinder. And now the, the story is to be accurate that the girl had made a profile that said she was 18, but he's 28. And, uh, he had, uh, you know, he had, uh, picked her up at a, at a, uh, another girl's sleepover and, and took him, took her back of all the romantic places that you can take somebody that you're courting. He, he took her back to his gym. <laughs> Oh my gosh. In the middle of the night and to to fornicate. And uh and then well what do you know like is this like this turned into a uh you know a criminal charge and as it rightly as should the police put together an investigation and uh, had enough evidence to to arrest him for it. And uh and you know the funny thing is is that Dave uh, Dave and I uh had uh, shared sort of a personal opinion of this guy from the get-go and uh it's one of the things that like bonded me to him from the from the outset is that, like he's he's a good I think Dave's he may not get a and we talk about Dave Brogan here he may not get a lot of credit for this but I think he's a pretty good judge of character mm-hmm. you know yeah. and uh and I and I, I noticed that about him uh, from the get-go you know and that's uh, sort of what bonded me to him but anyway he had posted this on Facebook and we got some comments later on that that were in defense of this individual for well the girl pretended she was 18 how do you know that he is actually guilty and he went on and he made a facebook video and put it up and put his uh you know in a moment of of transparency and vulnerability put up his his opinions which by the way i happen to agree with and uh, i just wanted to shout out and say like see that my friends is an exact like this is the intersection of of authenticity and being a total fake fucking piece of shit mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And and where that intersects is which side are you on? And I will always pick authenticity. Yeah. I will always pick, you know, truth to power. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because while I appreciate that the legal system that we live in in our country states that you are innocent until proven guilty, I agree with that. As Dave Brogan had mentioned, as civilians who live in this society, we do not need to follow that path. Yeah. Okay. We'll allow the justice system to do its job and hopefully it does it correctly. Mm-hmm. But as people who live in a community, we do not we are not beholden to that and honestly like my personal experience with this guy his personal experience others per- people's personal experiences th- it makes a collective pool of evidence that says we knew this before it happened yeah and we're only sorry that we couldn't have stopped it from happening to this young lady yeah. so anyway that's what's on my mind so good on you david brogan heavy man you're all right with me heavy stuff man i like it so i like it there you go i didn't want to bring everybody down though it's such a good time well but listen i i do have something i want to try okay um so you have to pee i do but it's going i have this i have this karate chop this (laughs) so i want to see if you can time it where you pinch it and i chop through without (laughs) without hitting any you know what we're going right now to do it what i'll film it 
Yeah, you can film it. Hi-ya, 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 like that. Oh, man. It's going to take some practice, but I think we can get it. Just don't get it in my hand. I'll, I feel like I trust you. Let's go do it. All right. We're out. Man.